Welcome back to the Wit and Whiskey Cast. I'm DJ, along here with my co-host with the most, Mark. Hello. And uh, we're here just uh, the day after the Super Bowl with a really super fun topic, I'm sure. It's going to be I l- love the fact that you got the intro this episode. <laughs> but, you know, there's more... There's funner things to talk about before we get there. Funner is a word. I'll fight you. Um, so, Mark, what did you get up to this week? Well, um, you know, as you said, yesterday was the Super Bowl as we record this. Um, and not to jump too much into the topic at hand, but it, it sucked. It was awful. Uh, I, I'm not going to, you know, prognosticate and say it was one of the worst Super Bowls of all time because there's been some stinkers, but... This is one of the worst Super Bowls of my lifetime. I'll put it that way. Certainly the worst in the last 10, 15 years. I mean, bar none. Uh, But we had some funny commercials this year, which was good. Uh, You know, I was a little bit worried because with the pandemic and with the $5.4 million asking price, uh, a lot of big companies backed out, Coke, Pepsi, Anheuser-Busch. But we had some funny commercials. Uh, there apparently was a Super Bowl halftime show. I'd never heard of the scrub, so I didn't watch it. Uh, I'm told that it was pretty awful, but I, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. Who, who's the Who's the person? I don't know. The would go, go taking taking back the weekend, going home the weekend. Uh, I fart on the weekend. I don't know something weekend. It was the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Uh. I legitimately had never heard of this scrub before the Super Bowl, so. Oh, he's great. Uh, that's up for debate. Um, <laughs> you know, between him and the the guy that they, you would have actually liked the guy that they had at the Royal Rumble. Uh, he was something bunny, evil bunny, wicked bunny, cocaine bunny. You're really um, bad at naming bands. I can't wait to do like a music <laughs> episode with you just to hear all of the bands that you love and can't remember their names. Well, I know I didn't like this guy. Well, I, actually, I shouldn't say whether or not I like this guy. And, and this is going to come off as kind of mean-spirited, but it, it's not. But I, I couldn't understand him because he wasn't rapping in English. And I'm very bad at foreign languages that aren't Italian. And he wasn't rapping in Italian. So I don't really know whether he was good or bad. Uh, so <laughs> there was that. But between him at the Royal Rumble and then this, you know, everybody's working for the weekend person. Uh, it's not been a very good two weeks of quote unquote popular music, uh, but it is what it is. Um, you know, otherwise just working and hanging out. Uh, what about you? What'd you do this week? Uh, I don't know. It, there was a lot of work crap. Luckily, there's like light at the end of a tunnel for work crap, so that that's good. Um, but my my wife and I have been just absolutely obsessed with the new Marvel show, WandaVision. Have you, have you, have you heard of this shit? You don't like superhero movies, I forgot, because you're a cur- curmudgeon. No, I, I was just eating the garnish out of my cocktail, excuse me. Um, I've heard of it. Um, it's got kind of a Dick Van Dyke kind of vibe from the trailers. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, a, not a superhero movie guy to begin with, not a Marvel superhero movie guy. And if you had me rank every Marvel hero in order of my preference, the MCU version of Wanda would probably be stone dead last. (laughs) So, (laughs) no, that's not really high on the watch list for me. But I've heard good things. Yeah, it's very good. Um, I have a weird opinion where I am just totally fine with Disney owning Marvel. I know a lot of people don't Ooh, like that. Hot and takes coming at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, hot take, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, I'm I'm a Disney kid, if you can't tell already. Uh, and I I've seen nothing but great things out of Marvel, so um, I'm I'm good with Disney. I'm, I'm sure there are reasons to be upset with Disney, but I don't have enough time in the day to learn all of them. So that's been great. Uh, we we. We've been watching WandaVision. We are caught up in SNL this weekend. It's just a lot of uh, kind of relaxing a little bit. Played some good D&D. Um, and we did have a good session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, D&D's been, been really good. Um, 
So uh, just go play D and D, guys. It's so much fun. You can play over Zoom. And, and while we're at it, uh, if you have PS Now, pick up Surviving Mars. Mm. It's so damn good. Um, yeah. Speaking of PlayStation, I picked up the the third Tomb Raider game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and I don't know why because I've played both the ones leading up to this, but I just like every single scene. I keep expecting this game to be more like Uncharted, and it's like borderline horror with like cannibals and and like every time you have a misstep, Lara Croft gets impaled on something, and the big word death shows up, and I'm like. Man, this is way too Dark Soulsy for for me, but I, I can't stop playing it. So, we were in party chat earlier this week, folks, and uh, myself and a few of our friends were playing a different game, and DJ was playing Tomb Raider. And even though the game we were all playing is Dead by Daylight, where you literally are stalked by one of many famous uh, slasher serial killers from movies, DJ was dying more than any of us. Oh yeah. <laughs> Impaled on this, banged her head on that rock, d- died this way, fell into a, a pit of... I fell into the same pit of spikes seven times in a row. It was just... It, it was absolute carnage. I'm sorry, Lara. You deserve better. <laughs> Don't kill Lady Indiana Jones. <laughs> but uh, what, what, are you, uh, what are you drinking this week, buddy? Well, I was actually feeling ambitious um, yesterday because, of course, yesterday, as we said, was the Super Bowl. And any other year, I throw a huge knockdown, drag out uh, party for it. So usually by about 12.30, 1 o'clock, I have to start cooking for, you know, a 6.30 kickoff. Well, of course, this year being this year, that's not going to happen. You know, you can't have a party. So I was really, really, really bored all day yesterday. Um, so I had the wife braid my beard, which was an adventure, and, you know, I played some Surviving Mars, and I read some comic books, and there was still, like, three and a half hours to go until kickoff. So, I th- decided to start, uh, doing a little mixology, pulling a DJ here. I know, this uh, weird role reversal has never happened. I know. And, uh, so I decided I wanted to make a gold rush which, uh, for those of you who may not know, it's a pretty new drink. It's only about 20, 25 years old. Mm. Well, for cocktails, it's pretty new, though. It is. Uh, Mainstream cocktails, anyway. And essentially, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, it's basically a whiskey sour, but instead of uh, sour mix or egg whites, you use honey. And I like them. They're fine enough. But the problem, and I use problem in quotation marks, with honey is no matter what variety of honey you use, no matter what brand of honey you use, no matter what quantity of honey you use, no matter how well you mix your drink, it's always the last thing you taste. Mm. And that's just the way it is. It's just that's just a flavor and that that's not good or bad. It's just a fact. And because of that, I've always sort of shied away from Gold Rushes overall. I mean, I like them, but honey's one of those flavors that I'm not super into. So I decided to uh, start tweaking. And so I went online because that's the beauty of the Internet nowadays. No matter what idea you have, it's not original. (laughs) Someone has come up with it. And sure enough, a lad by the name of Jason O'Brien... not spelled the Irish way, but I'm going to assume he's Irish. Uh, he said that basically, you know, it all comes down to science. In order to get rid of this honey aftertaste, you should put a, a fruit peel in your shaker when you shake it up. Because of some chemical reaction, the fruit peel will actually attract the sugar molecules from the honey. They'll stick to the peel, and then when you pour it out and strain it, you won't have this honey aftertaste. And uh, Mr. O'Brien recommends using a grapefruit peel. Well, that poses another problem. I really don't like grapefruit. grapefruit. Exactly. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was raised in a fairly conservative Catholic Italian household, so wasting food is the number one sin on the face of the earth. And I've kind of taken that to heart. So I'm like, I'm not going to buy this grapefruit and cut it up and throw it away just for the peels. But I do like mandarin oranges. Okay. So 
I threw uh, about a quarter of the peel of a mandarin orange in there, and then I took a few of the slices and garnished a drink with it, and it's pretty damn good. <laughs> it's really citrusy. Um, it, you know, it, it kind of is almost like, almost like tang with a kick, sort of. Oh, close. You ruined it. No, 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 but in a good way, though. Not like the powdery name brand Tang. Like, I don't know, Sunny, or Sunny Delight, if you want. Do you remember, not the original Sunny Delight. Remember the goofy Sunny Delight with the blue label they don't make anymore? Kind of tastes like that, too. Because you have your lemon juice, you have your uh, mandarin oranges. It's really citrusy. It's really good. I wish you so. could see my face. You've listed just awful <laughs> drinks, my friend. <laughs> well, this is what I have dubbed the Mandarin Madness. Uh, two shots of your favorite bourbon. Uh, I'm using Maker's Mark uh, yesterday and today. Then uh, a shot of lemon juice, uh, half a shot of honey, uh, an orange peel. I used a quarter of a mandarin, so however the hell much that is, it's very inexact science, I, I grant you. Uh, shake the whole thing over crushed ice. If you have a uh, ice machine on your refrigerator, of course, you can make crust ice. I had to put cubes in a towel and hit them with a hammer. Still worked just as well. Uh, you know, shake it basically until the shaker gets so cold you can't hold it anymore. Pour the whole thing into a glass over new ice and then garnish with some mandarin slices. And it is absolutely delish. So can we can we get that up on the blog? We can. I should be able to do that this week. For real, Z's this time. Nice. That's exciting. What about you? What are you drinking? As I indulge in another mandarin slice here. Yeah. Uh, I am drinking probably one of the first whiskeys I ever really experimented with. Um, and it's uh, Whistle Pig. Uh, Whistle Pig 10-Year Rye. It's good shit. It is very good shit. Um, it seems to be kind of the like a a good entry level of like standard like aged rye. I, I don't know why. I just keep seeing it pop up in like this like if you wanna really get into rye whiskey and you wanna see what it's like, hey, get into whistle pig. It, it seems like this this weird thing, but it's also not got like a cheap like bottle price either. Like it, it's like Easily 70 bucks to get at the liquor store? Yeah, I think the whole quote-unquote entry-level rye comes from... Its flavor is a pretty good bridge between bourbon and rye. Yeah. Um, that's the sort of thing if you have a friend over your house and if you have a bottle on the shelf and they're sort of a little leery of rye, you could pour them a glass of that and they're like, oh, this is pretty good. And then the problem is when they go to the liquor store a week later and they realize they have to drop 75 bucks, they're kind of probably not going to drink it. Yeah, so so as, as silly as it is to say something like Whistle Pig is an entry-level rye, it seems to be referred to quite often as the, like, if you want to really get a good rye. And I, I don't know why. I, like, to me, an entry-level rye would be, uh, I mean, it, I, I don't love it, but, you know, something like Wild Turkey or... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally... I mean, Three Chords is my personal favorite, but I, I wouldn't call that, like, a, a standard thing you'd get off the shelf, but... I, Bullet's Bullet, a pretty good Bullet entry ha, level. Yeah, of course. Bullet has a has a rye that's a good entry level. Um, but I encountered Whistlepig because the company that I signed up with to get those little whiskey-tasting vials, uh, when you signed up at the time that I was signing up, they just sent you a bottle of Whistlepig 10-year, and I had that's no, a pretty good deal, yeah, actually. I, I had no idea uh, at the time because it was you know I had just started getting into whiskey and I tried the Whistle Pig and I was like, oh this is this is pretty good. I like this whiskey. It's pretty tasty. Ooh, it's got some burn in it. And it did not occur to me to look up the bottle price until Mark and I started doing this podcast and I went to the liquor store and it was just it was just there on the top shelf in the corner at 70 some odd dollars a bottle. I was like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, it's great. It's got, it's got that citrusy, 
spicy kind of uh, nose to it. Uh, it, it. It has that rye burn that you like, but it's also, uh, I mean, I, I've said it many times. I like something that's a little sweet, not too, too sweet. You know, bird dog was a little much, but I like a, a hint of sweetness. I like some vanilla. Um, Whistle Pig's got all of that. It finishes off like a nice, smooth kind of caramel candy butterscotch kind of thing. Um, which I gotta be honest, like anytime somebody talks to me about their wine palette, I, I don't have a palette for wine, so they're talking about like uh, notes of this and hints of that, and I'm just getting spoiled grapes. But I, can, you know, I definitely can detect these things on my my whiskey palette. So it, I can just picture you at a wine tasting with like the little paper cup. Mm, yes, these spoiled not that much longer ago than the first bottle. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, I've got friends who are really into wine, and I've tried some like port that's older than I am, and I don't have an appreciation for it, and I always feel kind of, I, I, I feel a little plebe. When, whenever somebody offers me a really nice uh, glass of port, because I'm like, you're just wasting this on me. You might as well get out the Franzia. Oh, yeah. You gotta, <laughs> gotta have that box wine. Yeah. But yeah, Whistle Pig Tenure. It, it's really good. Uh, and if you can get it for free by signing up for a whiskey tasting club, by all means, get it that way. Yeah, that that's a that's a pro tip right there. Yeah, uh, if you can avoid spending seventy five dollars on any bottle, yeah, um, not not just Whistle Pig, um, by all means, do it. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I I definitely recommend if you're looking into getting into whiskey, l- go out and do your research and and find there's a, a you know a dozen that are out there and um, there's a lot of really good like you can get flights of whiskey you can. They can send you random bottles. You can sign up and, and kind of... Um, there's one site uh, called Flavier that if you sign up for it and you do some of their tasting boxes and stuff, um, you can keep a, a, a shelf of like bottles you've tried and you can review them, and it's a neat little whiskey community. We aren't uh, sponsored by Flavier in any way. It's just the one that came to mind. Well, all right. I think we've beat around the bush long enough. Now we get to torture you. Are you sure you don't want to just keep talking about whiskey? Well, I mean, that is the... Well, we decided that this week that the show is merely whiskey adjacent. (sighs) Whiskey not included. Whiskey sold separately. Whiskey sold separately. (laughs) In this case, $75 worth sold separately. Mm -hmm. So uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk sports ball. Now, while the if you've listened to any of the previous twenty four episodes, yeah, we did. We neglected to mention that in the opening. This is our twenty fifth episode. If you count the trailers, if you count the tra- our twenty fifth recorded item on the, in the podcast, yes, feed. our twenty fifth piece of released content. Uh, so uh, hey, salute to that. But, you know, if you've listened to any of the previous 24 episodes, you know that the idea of the two of us talking about professional sporting events is pretty laughable. Uh, But that being said, I think it'll be a little bit of fun. Uh, Believe it or not, I actually do. Well, I had somewhat of a sports background. I did play football and hockey in college before I switched to racing. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, hype myself up. I wasn't very good at football. Um, although I was the long snapper, I, I can do the long snap, you know, on a field goal or a punt. So if That's it's the easiest guess, right? thing in the world, <laughs> yes, something like that. Um, but trust me when I say it's the easiest thing in the world, if my fat ass could do it for four years, anyone could do it. It's not hard. Uh, and then I played hockey. I was a goalie in hockey. I actually was better in hockey, both the team and myself individually were both better at hockey. Uh, but then, you know, I focused on what I was actually really good at which was driving a car very fast and then hitting things and catching fire. Mm. Uh, but we thought it would be a little fun, what with the Super Bowl uh, yesterday, to just touch very briefly, because we only have, what, 40 minutes or so, on professional sports, more specifically professional sports in America. Um, you know, I know soccer is the number one sport on earth. And before you all write in and tell me it's football, an Englishman actually invented the word soccer. So, you know, just Google that and you'll get the whole story. 
Uh, I know soccer is the number one sport in the world, but we're America. We don't care. Uh, same thing with cricket. I know it's very popular. I've tried to watch cricket. I want to watch cricket. But anytime one game can take an entire week, I just can't do it. I just, I can't. I'm sorry. I seem to remember that cricket mats are good against zombies. Yes. Another pro tip today. Mm. Get Whistle Pig for free in Zombie Apocalypse. Use a cricket bat. Those mm. are our, our top two pro tips today. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to talk about any of that, and we're going to only focus on the quote-unquote big four sports leagues. So that's going to be my first question in this little Q&A today, DJ. Do you know what the big four sports leagues are? Uh, so I think there's the footballmen. <laughs> Who play in the what? Um, in the football group. And there's the... Um, there's the, the Diamondmen who play with the bats. <laughs> I, I must inform, ladies and gentlemen, that we are not doing a bit here. DJ has no prior knowledge of whatever questions I'm going to throw at him for the next half hour. No. Um, and then there's uh, Stick and Puck. <laughs> and then the fourth one, which is the only one I really know anything about, which is basketball. Well, see, that's good, because that's the one I know absolutely nothing about. Nice. Uh, but yes, they are the NFL, National Football League, the NHL, the National Hockey League, uh, the NBA, which is the National Basketball Association. I don't know why they can't be a league, but they can't, apparently. Mm. And then MLB, or Major League Baseball. Yes. Uh, we had the Super Bowl yesterday. I have in front of me here on the internet the top 30 uh, television broadcasts of all time in the United States of America by total number of viewers. Without Googling it, how many of these 30, and actually it's 31 because there was a tie, so how many of these 31 are Super Bowls? Uh, 22. 30 out of the 31. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> the only one that's not is number nine, and it's still the... Uh, Season finale of MASH. Yeah, see, that was going to be my guess, too, because that shit's for real. <laughs> yes, a comedy about the Korean War. Well, I mean, I did cry <laughs> at the last episode, as did most of our nation, so. Yes, 105.97 million individuals watched it, That's according good. to and Nelson. The rest of them were all about the footballmen. Yes, the other 30, because again, it's the top 30, but there was a tie for number 20, so there's 31 listings. Uh, 30 of them are Super Bowls. Am I being gender non-inclusive here? Are there women in the footballman sport? There was a woman referee yesterday. That's good. Did she um, get to uh, hit the ball? No, um... She she threw flags, as did everyone. Um, you know, I, I'm not singling her out when I say, and many people on the Internet, including respectable sports journalism websites, are parroting this. Uh, the officiating yesterday was embarrassing. It just was awful. Um, the over-under, you know, you could prop bet on everything in the Super Bowl. The over-under on penalties was eight, and Kansas City had seven on one drive alone. So, you know, what does that tell you? I Nothing. <laughs> but regardless, um, I could be on my soapbox about yesterday's Super Bowl all night. We're not going to do that. So uh, do you know what the – now we talked about the big four. Uh, what, what do you think, or I should say, do you think all four of those, I have the list in front of me, of the five most profitable sports leagues on the planet Earth, not just America, what do you think those five are? Um, is, is one of them tennis? No. <laughs> is one of them soccer? Yes. All right. Um, the Kentucky Derby? <laughs> no, the Kentucky Derby is an event, not a league. Okay. Is it the other four? <laughs> yes. Number okay, one, good. number one is the NFL. Number two is Major League Baseball. Number three is the NBA. Number four is the English Premier League, which is soccer, mm. which I would have thought the EPL would have been higher personally, even though I don't watch soccer. I know basically everybody else does. Number five is my beloved NHL. Okay, well, I guess we'll stick with the NHL. What, 
uh, trophy at the end of the year do, the, do they award in the NHL? Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've won the championship. Bring out the frozen Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> so Gretzky's not a, uh, it's not a title that's passed down. No, he's not like 007. <laughs> you don't inherit the title of Wayne Gretzky. Uh, is it the... Um, uh, wait. Is it the Lombardi Cup? <laughs> no, the Lombardi Trophy is what you win for the Super Bowl. The NHL, you win the Stanley Cup. Ah, yes, I've heard of that. Stanley and his very good <laughs> goblet. Well, it actually is a bowl, and it, it's very old. It's the second oldest uh, professional sports league trophy. The Canadians have a thing for old trophies because the NHL, the Stanley Cup, is the second oldest, and the Grey Cup, which was actually named after another uh, lord, you know, Lord Grey. You had Lord Stanley and Lord Grey. Fifty Shades uh, of Lord Grey? I don't know if he was in any of that, but he liked the Canadian version of football, and the Grey Cup is even older. Both the Stanley Cup and the Grey Cup are both over 100 years old and have been awarded, f- for the most part, continuously. There's been a year here or there where they haven't been awarded, but more often than not, over the last 125 years, both of those have been awarded. That's fair. Uh, can you name all the different sports? See, we're just jumping around here because I want to make you squirm. Can you, you know, we talk about soccer briefly. Soccer is basically the mother of all sports. Can you name all the different variations, all the different professional sports that uh, soccer spawned? Um, American football? That's one. Um, Bocce ball? (laughs) No. (laughs) What's the one with the hammers? What? Are you talking about croquet? Yeah, that one. Is Crockett one of them? Uh, no. (laughs) All right. Um, What's the one where you ride horses underwater? (laughs) That's water, Crockett. (laughs) I think I confidently say I do not know any of the sports that were, were spawned by... Soccer. Well, you were, well. Originally, you had the two types of rugby: rugby league and rugby union. Uh, because someone figured out pretty early that you know why are we just kicking this ball around? Let's pick it up and advance it. And so, if you watch rugby league and rugby union, it's pretty similar to American football. I know every rugby head in America right now is anger tweeting me, but it is. You can't throw the ball forward, and you don't wear pads. Otherwise, it's pretty much American football. (laughs) You kick the ball between uprights. You have end zones. Yes, you're older. Yes, we stole a lot from you. But the games are pretty much interchangeable. I think the only thing I know about rugby is that the players have buck-wild hairdos. They have buck-wild hairdos, and they play in polo shirts. It's very cool. Uh, Then American football came along because we took some of the things from rugby. We're like, yeah, we don't like this soccer crap where you're just kicking the ball constantly. And we like, you know, hitting people and hurting them. But we want to throw the ball because we're Americans. And we want to do this whole down and distance thing. So that came up with uh, American football. And then Canadian football spun off of that because they have more men. They have a longer field. They only have three downs. And we're like, you kids have fun. Knock (laughs) yourselves out. Uh, and then there's Aussie rules football, which in, in a word is, yes, and it's terrifying. Uh, the AFL, the Australian Football League, I can remember years and years ago in grade school, the AFL used to be on ESPN2 at like 3 in the afternoon because that's when it was prime time over in Australia. And I would come home from school. I was going to my grandmother's after school at the time, and I'd come home from school and you know put on the AFL. It is basically like soccer and rugby and American football all had really sloppy sex in a, at a festival in a tent. Um, it is violent. It is gritty. It is awesome. Um, I don't really know what I'm watching. I don't fully understand it. I know I'm not comfortable, but I, I really enjoy it. Uh, so those are all the ones off the top of my head that I can name. 
that are spun off. They all have 11 men on the field. Um, you know, they all involve advancing a ball. Um, they all involve kicking a ball of some variety. Uh, everyone except for soccer, you can pick it up and run with it. You know, so there's quite a few. The, the, the pitch, the field, uh, dimension-wise, is pretty similar. Um, you know, soccer is a little bit bigger, but for the most part, they're pretty similar in dimension. And you could watch any one of them and kind of follow what's going on. It's yeah. not like when I was in college and, you know, Endicott had a very good lacrosse team. They won their conference like six years in a row or something ridiculous. And everybody said, oh, you're a really big hockey fan. You should go watch lacrosse. It's like hockey but on grass. No, I don't know what the fuck it is. It's nothing like hockey on grass. No. I mean, it ta- it's very athletic. It, I couldn't do it. I'm not going to sit here and say I could, but I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. So I never went again. I went to one game. Yeah, I once had a snowball whipped at me from a lacrosse stick, and that was about as much as I needed to know about lacrosse. <laughs> Have you played any sports in your life? Um, I, I mean, I would play pickup games of basketball with my friends because I had a basketball hoop growing up. I love, I love the, like, you know, your backyard games of basketball. I never really played five-on-five games. You know, it's just, you know, me and my brothers fooling around and playing horse and crap like that. So I got really good at dribbling and shooting hoops, and that was fun. Um, my family's really big into volleyball, so I have okay. played a significant amount of volleyball, and I really enjoy volleyball. Uh, that's a lot of fun, but I've never, I've never played it on like a team i i mean i think i played it in like gym class a few times um i never went out for little league so i've never really played baseball i mean you know pick up games in the backyard of just like throwing a ball and and hitting hitting it with a bat but uh you know nothing there i had one experience with football where for whatever reason my my gym teacher in middle school uh was just just fucking hated nerds <laughs> and i don't know why but he decided to put myself and a bunch of other like nerdy introverted computer and library geeks up against the the little dover green wave middle school football team in gym class and uh we won I did not know anything about playing football, but I was really, really, really fast. And because we had all grown up playing video games and reading books, we came up with a ridiculous strategy that the football kids had never thought of and was completely legal. And they got they, they sneakily got me the ball, and I just ran it all the way into the end zone. And I was like, oh, this is really easy. I don't care about this anymore. I never paid attention to it again. <laughs> This is like the greatest flex ever. And it's not like, I mean, I can't play football today. I wouldn't, I, you know, as like a year later, those kids got a little bit bigger and a little bit better. And I'm sure as hell could not have beaten them. But I mean, that one moment I was like, sports have no value and I don't care about being competitive. So I stopped. Um, I think part of the problem is that uh, my dad only like half-heartedly tried to get me into sports when I was little. And I just, I was the nerdy kid with the books who just, you know, I, he brought me to Fenway once. I had a really good time and I don't remember much about it, except that I had a good time and I had a bunch of baseball cards and I never went back. I just had no interest. Um, I mean, I, I'm a martial artist, right? So, uh, um, martial arts is very much an individual activity. Uh, it, you know, depending on who you talk to, it's a spart, uh, a sport, or an art form, a spart, um, a sport. But I mean, I I can I I can throw down in a sparring ring, no problem. Uh, but m- ultimately, my problem is that I'm just I'm not competitive. I, I just like to have fun with people. Like, you and I have talked about this. Like, I don't care about winning board games most of the time. I just want to have fun with friends. Yeah. So, like, I I like the cooperative elements of a team sport, but I don't, I don't really like the rigidity of it. I, I, I never really wanted to do, like, 
practices. So I my dad pretty much gave up pretty quickly on me ever being a sports fan. Um, so that's that's kind of my my deal, and I just drifted further and further and further away from it. <laughs> well, I mean, I can understand that. I mean, you know, I. I'm a bigger fan than you, obviously. Yes, I think we've demonstrated. Yeah. But, uh, you know, really this year, and, you know, we keep going back to the Super Bowl because it was yesterday and everything, but it really pointed out how little I had watched. I mean, this past season for all sports, it, it put it into perspective. I mean, even at my height of watching sports, I'm not one of those people that, you know, lives and dies by a team and, you know, we're going to riot and burn down the town. You know, if we don't win the the big game and yada, yada, yada. I mean, you have people that, I mean, you see them all the time online. You know, their whole identity is wrapped up in their professional sports team. They have the logo and their profile picture and everything. And, I mean, that's fine if that's what you're into. Uh, But I've never been one of those people. And so when the pandemic hit, I switched off pretty much because it was like, this is stupid. Why are we playing any of these games in a pandemic? And I know the answer is money. I'm not, you know, naive. But it's like, why are we even doing this? And I'm sorry, you know, you, you, you read these columns from these sports journalists and these internet commentators on cesspools like Reddit that just are like, you know, if you really can't watch because of the fake crowd noise. No, it's so distracting. <laughs> but like, there is no one in the stands and you're sitting there piping in this noise that has no bearing on anything that's going on and is so artificial. It sounds like it came out of just a chiptunes board because it did. It's not even like an actual recorded track that they pulled off of another tape. It's just synthesized noise. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so terrible. Uh, that was the one benefit, I think, the only real reason why I stayed with racing last year uh, was that they didn't do that. They were like, oh, hey, cars make noise. Let's mic them. <laughs> like if the NFL was smart, if the NHL was smart, I mean the NBA. I don't know. I don't watch the NBA. I don't know if they're doing the whole fake crowd noise. But if the NHL was smart, the NFL, Major League Baseball, Mike the players. I want to hear what they're saying. Yeah, okay, they're gonna cuss. You have a seven second delay for a reason. Like you know, I I, I don't understand that. I don't understand the you know the whole traveling thing. I don't understand that we're not gonna do protocols. I mean, my my Sabres in the NHL now they are just ravaged with. Uh, the Rona because of the New Jersey Devils. So, hey, thanks, Devils. You know, fuck you guys. Uh, so you have that. So I, I watched very little this year, which is another reason why I think I hated the Super Bowl yesterday because uh, apparently the level of play has been that poor all year because of the Rona. <laughs> and I've watched so very little of it that I was like, hey, I remember when the NFL used to be entertaining. What happened? Uh so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if that gets any better going forward. Uh, I hope to God it does, you know, for, for all major sports. And, I mean, hey, you're, you're excited. I mean, aren't they, aren't they doing a new, uh, a new Bunny basketball movie this year? I did hear that we're going to get, yeah, the, the one sports movie I really love, Space Jam, which I will be talking about, uh, is getting a sequel, and I can't wait. See, that'll be a great episode, because I have never seen it all the way through. Oh, my God. What the hell, man? I never liked basketball growing up. And, you know, it was pretty much like, if, if you are a nerd at all, and you must be if you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> uh, you have probably seen the trailer for the new Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village, which features a nine-and-a-half-foot vampire woman yeah, who is fairly busty. And, I mean, this trailer's been out, what, now, DJ? Two weeks, three weeks, if that. Yeah. And the amount of Rule 34 content about this woman in just three weeks. Yeah. You literally can't go anywhere. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on YouTube. You can't go anywhere without running into it. Well, I mean, the same can be said of good old Lola Bunny. That's where I'm going with this. That was (laughs) another reason why it turned me off. Like, even, I think I was in fifth grade, sixth grade, So I'd have to look up the exact year, but I remember being in grade school when it came out. And even before it was in theaters, there was all this Lola porn everywhere. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not a furry. I don't, you know. I I love Space Jam so much that I have Bugs Bunny's jersey from the movie. (laughs) Like, I regularly wear it. It's one of my favorite shirts. Um, I 
never really got into watching sports. Uh, my when I was in high school, my parents like throwing Super Bowl parties, and I would just kind of sit in the corner and you know if I if we had friends over, like I'd, I'd hang out with friends and talk with them and ignore the football game and then watch the commercials. But it's one of those things that I don't talk about sports. We talked a little bit about toxic fandoms back in season one and oh yeah sports is very toxic i learned a long time ago just to have a persona where if i mix up all the sports the sports people get frustrated and stop talking to me because the secret here mark and i probably shouldn't say this on a podcast is i actually know how all these sports work and i know a fair amount of the rules I, uh, I, I dated a cheerleader for a little while in high school and went to many football games, and I actually can follow the Super Bowl in a football game pretty well, and I can talk about it. But I don't talk about it because it's so boring to me, and I don't want other people to talk to me about them. See, so you brought an interesting point up there about watching sports. Now, the last couple of years... I've been experimenting with this. Now, when I was a kid, my family is huge in football. Still are to this day. So when I was a kid, we didn't really have uh, vacations as such. Uh, we didn't go to the beach. We didn't go to an amusement park. I mean, we went to Disneyland once or twice when I was younger. But, I mean, for the most part, every year, we would go to a different football stadium every year. And we would see a game. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. You know, you travel the country. You stay in a hotel. You do whatever. We went to Canada one year. You know. Blah, blah, blah. The NFL is so much better on TV than it is in person. Yeah. Like, if you have to watch a football game, watch it on TV. Conversely, baseball, I've found, is so much better in person. But even better than that, and this you're going to laugh at me so hard because this fits in my old man persona, baseball is so much better on the radio. Baseball is fantastic on the radio. I used to, I remember my dad, my dad, like, nowadays is really into the Red Sox, and he, like, uh, he goes to the games and stuff. Um, and I remember, like, there's something, like, weirdly quaint about old-school, like, baseball announcing. Yes, it's an art form. It is. Yeah, and I appreciate it. I mean, you know, when I was, uh, after I stopped racing, I worked at the racetrack for a little while, and it's, you know, two hours one way, so driving back and forth late at night on Sunday nights or whatever, you know, you put a, a baseball game on, you get the West Coast game, you know, they're three hours behind, and you're, you're in your car, you're listening to the game, you have the nice little cadence of the announcer, you light up a cigar or you have a snack or something on the road. The next thing you know, the trip is gone. I mean, time just flies. Yeah. And it really does take you back to a simpler time. You can just sort of relax your mind and just lose yourself in the game. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, hockey is pretty much 50-50. Hockey's very good in person. Hockey's very good on TV. I know for years and years, the whole knock was, you know, you couldn't see the puck. Of course, now with HD TVs and everything, that, that's not a problem. Uh, of course, now the damn kids aren't learning. You know, when I was a kid, you couldn't see the puck, so you had to learn how to spot the guy with the puck. That yeah. was an art form. You had to basically anticipate where the puck was going to go. You had to learn how to read the play. Um, now you don't really have to do that as such. You know, I try to teach my wife how to do it when we watch hockey, and she just she doesn't get it because you could, you could see everything now. The technology is caught up. So that's that. Um, do, you, uh, do you have any closing thoughts on sports? Yeah, go watch Space Jam. Space Jam. Um, uh, I, 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 I'm being silly. I, I legitimately appreciate basketball. Um, and I, I will say this. If you are kind of nerdy and you can't get into sports, but you want to try and find a way to connect with somebody uh, over sports, it's going to sound really silly, but the Harlem Globetrotters are amazing. They are. They're a good show. Uh, I have seen the Harlem Globetrotters like two or three times in my life, and I, I'm not a sports guy, but they are just, I mean, it's almost like Cirque du Soleil levels of acrobatics and, and crazy crap that they do. They're just perfectly honed athletes, uh, and I, I don't really enjoy sports watching in, in large groups, but 
you know, if you, if you ever want to connect with somebody, you know, wait until the the uh, Harlem Globetrotters are are coming to town, and and they are just hilarious and super talented. Um, I I've done some like I've dabbled in some minor things here and there. Like uh, I I've I've played racquetball a number of times, and uh, I've played tennis once or twice. I'm I'm not very good at it. Um, I dabbled in golf for a while. Uh, and I thought I I was gonna be okay with it, and I I just I fucking hate it. <laughs> I have two problems with golf. Number one, the rules of etiquette are three times as long as the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, I come from a primarily hockey background. You know, hockey and motorsports are two sports where you just when you have a problem with somebody, you just go and beat the fuck out of them, which is frowned upon in in a golf setting. But two, golf is so much math and so much physics, and it's just, oh, it's mind-boggling. And I'm a historian. I'm bad at math, so it's very intimidating. Yeah, it's one of those that I just, uh, I thought it was going to be a fun time out with my dad and and my brother and stuff. And, And, you know, if it's just... If it's just my dad and my brother, usually, you know, we can have a good time. But, like, uh, any any bigger audience, if I go with, like, extended family or something, there's just... People take it so seriously. And, that like, I just... Again, it's my ultimate problem with all sports, is that I don't give a shit if I win. So I, I will just do something weird or something clever and everybody will get pissed because I didn't wait my turn or, and I just, I, I can't, I can't be, I, I can't be dealing with that. Um, I think the only sports that I did get super obsessed with, and if I ever get the chance to like watch it, um, I always, I always kind of reserve the time is the X Games and specifically skateboarding. Uh, I I grew up in the 90s, which means I grew up with Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and everybody in the 90s and their their little sister had a skateboard. So my knee hurts just remembering, but yes, yeah, uh, I I could do an ollie for a while. Uh, I got I got decently okay at nose manuals, but past that, there was, I mean. I lost any ability I had, but every '90s kid thought they could be Tony Hawk, and uh, well, so he made us believe we could be him. He did, he did. So I, I do really, uh, I, I love the culture around skateboarding. I love like, and we, we, sh- maybe we should do an episode on this, like, like X Games and like extreme sports culture from the '90s, like the, the like all the skate videos and bail videos from the '90s and. I think that would be fascinating. It has been very interesting in that, as of late, there has been quite the crossover um, between uh, the X Games and the motorsports world. Mm. Of course, you had Rallycross uh, has been in uh, the X Games for the last few years, um, and you see a lot of overlap. Uh, The most famous one that comes to the top of my head is uh, Travis Pastrana, uh, has done a little bit of both, uh, back and forth. He, he was he started on a motorbike, then he went to a car, then he was doing some BMX and some skateboarding. And weirdly enough, Bucky Lassick went the other way. That's amazing. Um, to the point where he actually was signed to a lower-level Subaru contract. He was a factory driver, and he was getting some kit for free from Japan. Um, and I was like, wait a minute, I played as you in a video game for a totally oh, different yeah. sport. I, for years, <laughs> I would only play as Bucky in those games. Yeah, so I, I was very confused, uh, you know, when I turned on um, the FIA World Rallycross a, a, a summer or two ago, and he's up there with Tanner Faust and uh, uh, Petter Solberg and all them, and I'm like, wait, what? But it was the same guy. So no, that that could be very interesting. A a uh, extreme sports uh, crossover. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I I feel like because of its nature, things like extreme winter sports, like you know, uh, you know, trick snowboarding and and uh, slalom skiing and things like that, and, and the the summer extreme sports of like you know skateboarding, rollerblading, um, BMX. I, I feel like those were a lot less sportsy like you could be a nerd and still be into into skateboarding um 
I have three words for you, good sir. Yes. 1080 snowboarding. Oh, my God. So good. It was so much fun. Still one of the most underrated N64 games of all time. Mm-hmm. Fight me. Oh, yeah. So I that was the kind of stuff I was into. Uh, but to give you, like, a glimpse, right? Like, I wasn't into sports in high school, but I was into robotics. Battlebots! Uh, there was the, the first robotics league, and uh, the I was in that club for, like, three years in high school and the first year I was again super nerdy right it was a competition it was usually like t- uh, two on two or three on three and you get paired with other teams and uh, your robot had to have like autonomous mode for the first 30 seconds and then it, uh, you could control it and it, there, like I think at one point it was like super nerdy robot basketball and it, it was the competition was different every year uh, that shit got crazy. I mean, the, the it was like being at a sports game because I've been to a couple of them, and it was very much that. It was a bunch of nerds screaming their heads off, and that uh, I I I bet you would have enjoyed parts of it, Mark, because there were pits in the back half of the uh, the auditorium, and every team was like in between matches, like ratcheting things onto their robot and i remember the first year i was sitting in the pit most of the time while we were were programming new autonomous uh programs for the bot and loading it up and hoping it worked no i would totally have been all about that because when i was living at home we did not have uh cable television until i was 16 years old so i grew up with you know three channels and four channels uh but when I was 16, my father turned 40, and for his 40th birthday, he bought himself DirecTV. <laughs> and they were doing a special at the time where if you were a new customer or whatever, you got three months of every single channel they had. And I mean everything, HBO, Cinemax. Like, he had to call up and have them turn off the porn channels. Like, when they threw the switch, everything was on. <laughs> So in the mornings uh, of the original G4, they used to run BattleBots and Robot Wars back to back. And at the time, I was you know I was 16, so I was driving. I was driving myself to school, and I was late constantly because I would be watching <laughs> BattleBots and Robot Wars before school in the morning. That's amazing. Yeah, that that shit was awesome. I eventually got into like a side part of the competition where we were uh, we we made like we did 3D animation. And it was like a side competition to the main one, so uh, that was a lot of fun. It was super nerdy. It was weirdly sports-like. I mean, everybody got into their team. We all had, like, jerseys that we wore every year. It was great. Uh, but th- that's, that's about as close as I ever came to playing professional sports. Yeah, um, that sounds a lot like we had. We played intramural dodgeball in college. And the best way I could describe it is it basically was the movie. Yeah. Um, every team had a gimmick. The rules were pretty much the same. The only rule we added was if you got hit in the nuts, you weren't out. Uh, you know, you got to stay and cry for a little while. <laughs> it was a co-ed league officially, but no women signed up to play, but they all would sit in the balcony of the, the gallery and, you know, hoot and cheer and do whatever. Uh, and that was stupid fun. We, we did that, you know, for both semesters my freshman year. So if you ever have a chance, you know, your YMCA or something, once the run is over, join a dodgeball league. It's it's a good time. Yeah, and there's usually local ones, even now that we're adults. They're all over the place. Yeah, there's rec leagues all over. I will say, touching on your Harlem Globetrotters thing, you know what the other event that's a great icebreaker in a similar line to that, the other uh, great kayfabe event that travels all over that you could take somebody to? No, what? Monster truck rallies. Yeah, I really feel like I should have gone to one by now. Oh, I'll take you, brother. When this is over, when we're all vaxxed, oh, we'll find one and we'll go. It yeah. is it is the best time. Um, I've made many a friend at a monster truck rally. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're usually, much like when I go to wrestling, you know, uh, I'm usually the oldest person there because it is a child sport. Uh, but, you know, I, I really enjoy it, and that that's something else, uh, you know, that, 
is a good time, much like the Globetrotters. So if either one of them come to town, and if you have a decent-sized arena like we have here uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, both of them usually come every spring when there's not a pandemic. So go to either one of those. Yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, this has been Sports Ball. Uh, just because I revealed that I do know things about sports, please continue not speaking to me about sports, uh, fans. Uh, I love you quite dearly, but um, don't, don't do it. And we can end on another hot take. Uh, we didn't talk about the Olympics because fuck the Olympics. I, I don't, as big of a sports fan as I am, I don't get them. I don't like them. I don't understand them. I don't I, get the whole patriotic fervor behind them. I, I don't give a shit about the patriotic shit, but I am absolutely obsessed with figure skating. Okay, I thought you would have said, like, judo or something, being that you were a martial artist, but okay. I mean, I I never watched the martial arts shit, and I I mean, I feel like that's kind of weird, but, like, I do martial arts. Like, I I would just be sitting there analyzing their technique. It wouldn't, it's not... Yeah, but isn't that fun, though? Like, you know, that's what, I I would think that would be fun. I mean, maybe. I I would have to watch it with like-minded people or somebody who didn't mind me going, oh, my God, look at this thing. Oh, he sucks. Look at that. No. Um, But no, I am uh, just absolutely consumed with figure skating. I love watching it. I I don't root for any country. I just, uh, I, I, I remember as a younger, I mean, this really should have informed discovering more about my sexuality and gender identity a lot sooner, but I I was absolutely in love with Michelle Kwan growing up. And it wasn't even like a a crush thing. I was just like, oh my God, she's amazing. She's a queen. Look at her. She's fantastic. Um, So yeah, no, I... You would think I would have been into, like, skiing or whatnot, but the only two things I really remember about the Olympics was that I had a huge crush on Michael Phelps when he first went into the Olympics. You and and my wife. Yeah, and I absolutely love just all figure skating, just all of it. I used to know know all the terminology, and I used to follow people, too, but I've I've fallen out of touch. Um, If you are into figure skating and you're curious about anime, everybody should watch Yuri on Ice. Yeah, when all else fails, not only are we whiskey adjacent, we're anime adjacent. We are. Oh, we're always just one step away from anime. Six <laughs> degrees of separation from one of these many things. Um, but no, I think you've just proved my point, though, that the Winter Olympics are better in every conceivable way than the Summer Olympics. Um, the Summer Olympics, they don't put any of the good events on TV, uh, the steeplechase, the shooting events, the, the run walking. They don't put any of that on TV. Fence, fencing makes it on occasion, but they don't usually put any of those on TV. Uh, the only decent event they put on TV is the beach volleyball, which is just fan service for men and women. That's I mean, true. no matter what your preference is, there's loads they're, of skin I mean, available. They're just all beautiful people. They um, are. They're, you know, they're all, they have bodies like Greek gods. But in the winter, in the winter, we get skiing. We get no, figure no, no, skating, and 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 we get curling. Well, I was gonna say we get curling, we get uh, the uh, biathlon, or as our good friend Iggy put it, Finland saying to Russia, uh, "Should we do Winter War Two? Uh, we get the bobsled, oh, which I is the greatest event in history. We get curling, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get hockey, and international hockey is a million times better than domestic professional hockey. That is one of the few sports, I guess maybe soccer. I don't really watch soccer, so I imagine it steps up during the World Cup. Um, but Olympic hockey is seriously about five times as good is it as just like, a regular hockey Do they game. beat up each other more, or is it like actually no, they like just, talent? It's actually talent. There's very little hitting. There's no fighting. Um, but they actually play in a much bigger uh, rink. International ice is much bigger than um, professional ice. So there's actually more room. It's much more technical game. It's a faster game. And you have some of the fun rivalries you know, that carry over. I remember watching in 2004, I think it was, whatever the Vancouver Olympics were. I think it was 2004. The Czech Republic was playing Russia in a later round of the tournament. And they interviewed Yalmir Yager, who's Czech, and they said, you know, there's a really big rivalry between, you know, the Czechs and the Russians. You know, what brought that on? And Yager's older, and so he just looked at the camera and went, when I was a child, I had to learn a language that wasn't my own. (laughs) And they're like, all right, we're going to go to commercial. (laughs) You know, so uh, it's just, it's... 
the whole thing goes up to 11 with Olympic hockey. It's just so good. So, yeah, Winter Olympics better than summer. Maybe if they decide to pull off these Tokyo Olympics this summer, which I don't think are going to happen, but they seem pretty hell-bent on it, maybe this summer we could do an Olympic episode. Yeah, I think that would be cool, especially if uh, if we get to see televised the, the karate exhibitions. See, I would sit and have you teach me. Like, the wife tries to do it with swimming. You know, the wife was was uh, an NCAA swimmer. She, you know, she uh, went to states and nationals and all nine yards all the time. She tries to explain to me during swimming, and it's just the camera angles and everything for swimming is just so bad. You can't see anything. I mean, she can because she knows what they're doing. But to the, the layman at home, it's just so bad. Whereas I think, you know, the martial arts with only two people, I don't think they could really screw up the camera shooting. No, and I'm really excited to see, because they're supposed to do exhibition and sparring, so there, there's meant to be, like, I mean, there's the fighting aspect, but, like, you, I, I think in the Olympics, uh, there, there was supposed to be last year, the Tokyo one, I think they're actually allowing, like, form, forms and kata, and that would be fantastic, like, just to see, like, top of your game technique. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I would talk your head off for hours. See? All right. Well, maybe that could be one of our... Maybe we could live stream that somewhere. We'll just set up a couple Zoom cameras, and we'll just sit and watch the Olympics. Hey, you know, we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, there's nothing up there, and I don't <laughs> think we've done anything with it. But we could certainly uh, do a live stream. Big shout-out to you all for listening. Um, as DJ said, we do have a YouTube channel, apparently. We have a Facebook page. We have a Instagram page. We have an email, all of which is just the wit and whiskey cast. Uh, no H in whiskey. Or no, there is an H in whiskey. God, I always fuck that up. Yeah. No H in wit, uh, but there is an H in whiskey, and there's an E in whiskey. Uh, we are on Apple... Uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, we are on Podbean, some of our episodes. We are on Spotify. Of course, our uh, episodes are on our own website, uh, thewitandwhiskeycast.com. And we're on, what was that? Listen Notes. We're on Listen Notes now. Um, some internet hoodoo. They have everything up, and they're very professional. They have a little uh, synopsis of us up. Uh, they have a link to our Facebook page. They have a link to our email. They have a link to our Instagram. Uh, they get, they did give us an explicit content warning, though. I did. I, was I a, put that on the whole podcast. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I was yeah. a little sad about that. Um, you know, ooh, I've, God, that could be a fun episode. We could do childhood music. You know, you thought you were so badass when you brought home a CD with the explicit yeah. uh, advisory on the corner. Eight mile uh, or something like that. Yeah, so, you know, something stupid. Um, but, you know, hey, we made it. We have the little explicit content, so I guess that means we could say fuck more. Yeah. Fuckity um, fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck ass. <laughs> uh, cut that out. That'll be a good drop later. Yeah. The uh, big shout out to, <laughs> this is a terrible segue, but big shout out to Nuno Henry Silva. He doesn't cuss on his SoundCloud. As far as uh, we know. As far as we know, all the stuff of his that I've listened to, I haven't found any cussing. Maybe he has some other stuff, but uh, he did our intro and outro music. Uh, we love you, Nuno. <laughs> It'll be a better plug next week. It's not going to be a better episode next week. It'll be a better plug next week. Yep. Um, but we're going to have the link up to his SoundCloud, so go give him some love, of course. Uh, what the hell are we doing next week? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're, you're picking. Am I picking? Are you picking three? Oh, God. Uh, all right, hang on. I have to pull up our show notes here. You know, we did so much prep this week. Uh, but, but, well, all right, well, let's throw the skateboarding one out as number one because you brought it up. <laughs> uh, that, that's fresh in our head. So let's throw that out as number one. Uh, what do we have left here that we haven't done yet? Well, all right. I hesitate to even bring this one up, but it is an anniversary coming up. Oh, do you know what? I don't think it's next week. I think it's the week after. But do you know what the anniversary is? I don't. A little something is turning 25 years old. Oh, it's Pokemon. Yes. Uh, why, yeah, of course I know that that's coming. I, I didn't <laughs> know you'd be mentioning it. Well, I, you know, I do know that it's the anniversary coming up, and that is on our list. So, you know, I don't know if we want to do that or not. Although I think that might be two weeks. I have to look up the exact date. Uh, yeah. I'm looking up right now. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it is, it's, or uh, yeah, I need to look it, it up. It's February 27th. Oh, all right, so we have some time then. Yeah. 
So we won't do that. All right, I'm going to throw a wild card at you. Okay. Part two of our console wars series. All right. I'll give you the N64. And I'm good and I'm going to take the hardest sell I've ever taken in my life, but something that's near and dear to my heart. The Dreamcast. No, that was a generation later. The Sega Saturn. Oh, yeah, I can win that one. <laughs> well, of course you can win, <laughs> but I'm going to explain to our wonderful listeners why the Saturn is not nearly the hunk of shit that it's portrayed to be. I don't know, man. You're up against the N64. We get some pretty good shit on there, like, you know, Super N64. I got three words for you. Nights into dreams. Yeah, nobody knows what that is. <laughs> so what do you say? You up for it? Yeah, or should I actually it. pick a third one? No, let's do it. That's, that, that's fun. Uh, so All right. So Wars two. Console Wars Part 2. Saturn V N64. We will see you on Sega Saturn Day. No, we won't. We will see you next Friday. We, we drop on Fridays, not Saturdays. Interestingly enough, though, that's a great segue because the Saturn didn't drop on a Saturday like it was supposed to either. I'll tell that story. <laughs> um, next on New Hampshire Chronicle. <laughs> no, seriously, Sega really fucked up the Saturn. Yeah, Saturn. they did. They, should, they, they did bad, and they should feel bad. They did do bad, and that's why they don't make games anymore. Now they make crappy crossover Olympic games with Sonic and Mario. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure someday they'll make another Sonic game this good. <sighs> one day. One day. <laughs> but until next week. <laughs> On that terribly depressing note, uh, yeah, play us out, Johnny. <laughs> Cheers, Salute. <ladies> and gentlemen. <laughs>